Welcome to the brand new Revival Ministry. This is Pastor Todd Bernard. This is an interview with Cal Burnett. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Cal, man. He is a great guy. Uh, uh, what draw me to him is his honesty and uh, the way that he is so sincere when it comes to the Word of God and really helping people, man. I love that about you, Kyle, man. And I think that's what draw people to you because they know that you are a, a, a people's person. And uh, man, that, you know, that, that's all that God really asks for from us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you, man. Like, uh, who are you? Like, uh, tell the audience who you are, what you, uh, how you get in, like, all right, take me from the first beginning, like a little bit before you got to know Christ. What was your life like? Yeah, man. So, you know, I've been, uh, I guess I could say I've been a Christian now for probably closer to nine years. Um, it was 2017. So, man. Or, no, 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 no. Sorry. That's only two years. Uh, it was 2008. 2008. Yeah, so yeah. longer than yeah, it's been 11 years now, right? Yeah, 11 years? yeah. Oh, I'm tired, <laughs> sleep yeah. deprived already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah. Before that, man, life was. I don't want to say crazy. You know, I grew up for the most part um, in a pretty somewhat normal family as far as today's culture is concerned. I mean, right. I had the, the typical like dysfunctional, broken home. You know, dad not really around, mom remarried. You know, yeah. mom, you know, mom divorced, mom remarried, you know, so it's been as far as that goes and culturally normal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. Nothing too out of the box. I never got wrapped up in drugs, really, although I hung out with people who probably could have got me wrapped up in drugs. Yeah, um, that's that's really important, man. Uh, yeah, kid, and I think like even I think like even then, though, you know, like I look back on it and like see God working on my life then, like yeah. even though I was around it. Yep. Was surrounded by it and and had plenty of opportunity to partake you know whether it was pills or marijuana or whatever it was always there for me yeah yep. uh, but i never for some reason so what you think stops you like did you have somebody that you've seen like for me i had a uncle right he, he he his name is buster and he was just he did crack cocaine heroin he did all kind of drugs and so me seeing his life stop me did you have something like that for you I, I mean not necessarily I mean I just I don't know I now I look back at it I mean I was always uh, energized around my friends and I think that was like enough for me I, I was always right. that guy who was just always high on life right and, right um, you know I think it was even then, I was a good influence around those friends. Right. Um, even though I wasn't a Christian. Right. right. Uh, I was still doing other bad things. I mean, even by the time I got into high school, I was partying a lot, drinking a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, smoking before I could buy cigarettes kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, womanizer, treating girls like oh, they were man. property. You Ain't know? that right. And, um, I was somewhat of a ladies' man, you know, so yep, I could yep. have three, four numbers in my pocket easy yeah, before yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. Um, so that was always, that was probably the worst element for me. And then like at later, you know, anger issues and, you know, 
all the typical adolescent angst, angst. young man yep. angst, you know, pornography, yep. the whole that whole bag yep. of stuff, you yep. know. And that created issues for me later down the road, you know, yeah. for for, uh, for when I met uh, the girl who would later to become my wife. Right, uh, right. But at that time, you know, we got pregnant early on. Right. And um, we almost had an abortion. Right. And uh, so, I, so want, I mean, there was a lot of all of that going on, you know. Um, yeah. I want I want to talk a little bit about that, man. I know I grew up with a brother who um, introduced me into to porn. And, and, you know, when I was young, they used to play high and go get it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I was yeah. the younger brother. I used to be like, man, these girls, <laughs> I open up, yeah, open up the door and they in there like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's like right in my face. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, what like what? drew you to like pornography was it like your your interest in the women or uh just being an adolescent and want to know experience more into that i mean i think it was probably a little bit of both i got it got exposed to it early on a friend of mine uh, his dad um lived out in illinois um and so every so often probably maybe once a month or every other month or so uh, we would go out there. He, right. uh, he his mom would take us out there, and I, it was kind of like a weekend trip for me. Right. You know, and we would get to go out there and stay with him. And the guy drank a lot. And um, when you walked in, there were literally um, just playboys all over the house. Yep. Like yep. no hiding it. It was just out. Yep. That's like, out. Stacks. It, yep. Yep. Like even just stacks all over the house. Yeah. And in the bathroom, on the coffee table, on the kitchen table, on the floor. Like yep. it didn't matter. They were just there. They was just and everywhere. So you got exposed early on with that, and not just playboys. Like later, as we got older, it was like whatever. It was all the raw stuff. Right. Everything. Right. Right. Um, and so you know that started those wheels moving yeah um and so it, it kind of got to a point where it was like when do we get to go back to roy uh uh not roy um uh what's the guy's name? i can't remember his name but um i should know it i feel terrible that i can't remember it ah uh, you know, are I'm, I'm, I'm sleep deprived but, but so but so, yeah he that's it was just there it was always there so um, it, it when you when you found a way to stop it you know uh did you stop it because you got in a relationship or mm -mm. nah was it god that helps you stop i mean i dealt with it even so flash forward you know um god saved us from our abortion and i you know that's a whole yeah, other I story talk, in yeah itself. i want to talk to you a little um, bit about that but um <clears throat> we had our child and everything and then um we you know um during all of that, I was still got. I mean, God was after my heart, but I was still running. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was. I will. I'll never forget. It was on an Easter Sunday. I was 23 years old. It was 2000, and it would have been. It'll be 10 years in next a year from now. So yeah, it's been nine years. Wow. Um, it was Easter Sunday, and I got saved. Um, I was born again when Jesus rose again. I was, yep, and I yep. love that. And, hey, that and is it's a special good. day for me. Um, and uh, but um, even after that, I, I mean, you know, we still struggle in oh, our sin. Oh yeah, for right? sure, for sure. And so, but I knew immediately that was going to be a growth area and a battle for me. Man, how did and, that affect you in your relationship with your wife? So we we hadn't gotten married yet either. Right. Uh, we didn't get married until 2011. Um, 
so it's been eight years for us there um, we got married a year after I got saved right. um, I, again I was still struggling with all of that during that um, Man, it had to be tough it, it tore me apart because it's one of those things that you you want to get rid of but can't it's like an addiction yep and you know just like you know just because an alcoholic is struggling with alcohol doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't love him any less right and and so I knew that and um, but it still was that still was there yeah and there, there was at times the more I started to grow in uh, um, the word though I also knew that um, I could feel that starting to release a little bit yeah um, and so but when it did didn't when it did rear its head it felt like a force right. literally over me like a like a force on my back you Man, know I know and, exactly um, what you're talking like a weight uh, like the physical presence of, of something on me right and right. Um, and I just hated it. And um, but the more I started to identify that um, Jesus has the power to to, um, to equip me, you know, I started just letting Him work in me. Um, the very first thing He He really changed, though, even before that, was just my character and my demeanor. Man, that's and and, and for 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 new Christians, right? That's one thing. Like what. Like, what was it like for you when you accepted Christ? Was it an automatic change or did it slowly change the more you got into the Word? It was both and. Both and. So some of it was right off the bat, but then there were other things, the, the more difficult, hardened parts of my heart. You know, I had, um, you know, like the pornography, for example. That was the, the very last, um, the hardest part for me to release. Right. Um, but prior to that, I knew, like, you know, I had a terrible mouth, like, so foul. You know, oh, I was like, just man. to the point where I sounded belligerent when I, and it, when God revealed that to me, uh, and that I, I was like, I sound like a fool. I sound belligerent. Right, right, right. Yep. I got on my knees and literally hated my sin, just like the scriptures tell us to. Yeah. And I hated my sin. And I asked, I asked the Lord to just change, change the way I speak. Yeah. Um, because I can't. And um, so I noticed that. And that took, um, that was pretty quick. Um, and now, I mean, am I perfect? No. Man. Right. And do, right. I, do I slip up and say a curse word here and there? Right, right. Absolutely. Right. But I'm more intentional about my words now and the words I use. Even when I do get upset. And, and like I said, I still slip up. You know, you just stub your toe, you know, yeah. whatever. We're yeah. all human. Yeah. Um, you drop something on your foot, you're, you know, or in your really, really worst days, yeah. people just get to you. Yeah. But you're aware of it, though. You're aware of it. Man, it's, it's amazing yeah. how the Holy Spirit works because sometimes, like, when, when you was a sinner living, and I can, I can uh, confess to this, when I was a sinner, the sin that I was doing, it didn't bother me. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. But yeah. once the Holy Spirit started working in me, it's just like, he just like pulled everything. Like you just said, it just made you, you knew, you was like, man, what am I cussing for? Like, this is stupid. Yeah, I so, sound ignorant and I'm not ignorant. Right, And I right. know I'm not, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, yeah, and so I, uh, that was quick to change. Um, but then the other stuff, you know, that took work um, right. and, and work on my end, but also, um, you know, work on God's end because I'm, I'm stubborn. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, thankfully, 
Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like um, I told my wife it was uh, a couple of years ago um, that, and I started to, I, I knew that this is an issue that I've got to be more transparent with. Right. Okay. Because that's the only way I'm going to defeat it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's the only way that guy's going to be able fully remove it from my heart right right and so i just started with being more transparent like i would tell my wife like i feel like i'm being tempted today oh man i feel that, like uh how did that like what did that do for you because i know for me it did a lot man like being honest and transparent especially with your spouse you know what i mean yeah. like uh i give you example man i used to i didn't ever physically cheat on my wife mm -hmm. okay um, never mess around with no other girl. I never done that. But I have talked to women. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. To me at that time, I didn't understand it. My wife was like, I mean, she used to get so mad at me. And it didn't never stop until I started to, once I got those urges, I, the Holy Spirit revealed it. I went straight to her and was like, babe. I'm dealing with this. I need, I, like, I need you right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Was that something like that for you? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. It was, it's one of those things that what you said, it reminded me is like Jesus said that if you lost after a woman, with even in your, even in your heart, you commit right. adultery, right? right? And that's heavy. Cause that, 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 that is means, heavy. That means whether you admit it or not, you're, you're we're all you're guilty. You're all guilty. So, you assume when you think about it. So that puts everybody in the box. Yeah. And so, um, I think it does a couple things. I think one, it automatically removes that guilt. Right. Um, but also, it, it says, uh, "Hey, I'm, 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 I'm weak and I'm struggling, and um, I don't want to slip up." I think the ultimately, as soon as you do that, the serpent's head gets crushed. Yeah, it gets and crushed. I, I think, like, you know, I've noticed it's a huge thing. Or if if you do, um, and this is the hardest part, if you do slip up letting her know that you did yeah uh, that is hard especially when it comes to you. um you know the physical the physical act of adultery is a lot more we're, we're um, more inclined to um you know we're more uh, i guess i don't know because i've never done that as right, well but right. i think that you know the other side of it um just with looking at like pornography um that's harder to uh, admit because right. it feels more secret. Yeah. yeah. Um, even because it's just you and the screen. Yeah. And yep. so it's like no one knows really. Yeah. But yep. I think that um, if you can muster up the strength to say I, I messed up. Yeah. That automatically only leaves room for one response, and that's grace. Yeah. And that's I, right. And, and that's if, right. if grace isn't extended. Um, by the partner, then it's important to know that Jesus is still forgiving you, and maybe there's work in the partner's heart that's yeah. coming from the source of pain in yeah. the past, mistakes and choices that that person has made. Yeah. Um, and so, we had a lot of that to work through too, I mean, right. because even when I was when we were younger, before we got married, I talked to another girl right. while she was pregnant still, oh, and she found man. out, and you know, and so that that created a source of pain. Oh yeah, um, trust problems. Years, and... years. Uh, it took a good three, four years before she felt like I was actually committed to her and she was ready to marry me. Wow. So, um, do, do you know, this is no joke, no lie, and I'm being transparent. Uh, my wife can vouch, man, do you believe this? The week before me and my wife got married, a week before, I was sitting in my bedroom 
and a car pulls up in the driveway and I gets up and I look and it's one of the girls um, that I was talking to. But this time it was, I was doing good, right? right. It wasn't, I was telling her, I don't want to be with you. I'm about to get married. Like for me, it was like we're friends, but to her, she wanted to be with me. This was what my wife was telling me. But the girl shows up at my house and my wife's like, oh, somebody's out there for you. And, and this is like, this has happened on Monday, Tuesday, and we was getting married on Friday. It was like three wow. days before. I thought it was over, man. I thought, I thought she wasn't gonna marry me. And during our wedding, right, I'm standing there and literally it took her 30, 40 minutes to come down the aisle. I thought she wasn't gonna do it. I thought she went, I'm like, she gone, y'all. Yeah. She she ain't she gone. And I seen her and I'm like, I'm looking at her like, are you gonna like don't do this? Like, come on, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. But she she came down, but that just brought that brought that story to me that what you said. And one thing is this, man, that I realized in your story is that the way that God works is is crazy, right? Because we talking about being transparent with our wives and telling them when we dealing with stuff, right? God brought me to that. And he knew that I was in the okay. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was actually being good, telling that chick that I ain't want to do nothing with her. But God brought her to my house to teach me a lesson. Because after that, when I do something wrong, it's so easy to talk to my wife now because I'm like, Man, we already been to this. Like, what can worse can what, what worse can it get than a woman showing up at your house like four days before you get married? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that gave me the confidence to be transparent, man. Yeah, and that's I mean, I think that's an awesome story too, because it's like, yeah, she was hesitant, maybe nervous to come down that aisle, but like I feel like in every step of that, she was extending grace and saying, We're gonna work oh, through man, that's right. whatever comes our way. You know, and you're that's, right, that's right. the approach you have to take to make it work. And, yeah. um, you know, and so uh, for me, I think uh, it was probably um, three years ago that my struggle with that was laid to rest. Man. You know, praise God. And, right, and like, right. Do I still get tempted? Absolutely. Right, right. Because That's, it's everywhere. Yeah, and, and it's, it, it's natural. When it, it doesn't even matter if you're not on the computer. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. When you turn the TV on, when you flip through Instagram, when you, you know, whatever. Driving down the street. Yeah, you driving know down mean? the street. So, listen, I'm not kidding. I mean, like, so it's so it's so everywhere that you have to be intentional with 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 what you're looking at and your, the thoughts you're using to receive what you're looking at. And yeah. I... Like, it's to the point where I, like, I removed Pinterest from my phone because I found out that it was on Pinterest, and I didn't realize that Pinterest had no filter. Right. Uh, it's not like Instagram, there's no filter. So, and, and all it took was, a, a, you know, I found out while looking at, um, I'm, I love tattoos, I'm really into tattoos. Right. And, uh, you know, so I'm always looking for new ink ideas and stuff. So. I was looking through like dude dude tattoos, like looking right. at like you know ideas and stuff. And how Pinterest works is that there's just, there's no filter, so you click on one, it leads you to something else. You yep. click on, so I'm just looking at tattoos and looking at different things. And I click on one, and it led me to another, and it was not what it's supposed what to, it was be. Supposed to yeah. be. And I was like, 
dang. Right. And I, so, uh, you know, and I hadn't seen it in a minute. So it was like, boom, instant temptation. Yeah, and that's the um, hardest part and right there. When it's when there's no way, to, it feels like there's no way to back out. Yeah, and you've been doing so good, and it's just like, boom. You yeah. know what I mean? Satan want to bring it right in front of you. Yeah, and the Bible says that God God won't tempt us more than we can bear, and if, if he'll always provide a way out. Yeah, ain't that right. But that's, that's where that's correct, the that's where thing. the choice is required. Like, we're, we're supposed to, yeah, he provides the way out, but does it mean we choose to take it? Right, we right. Still, we could still slip and stumble and fall or slip up. Um, and I have been in that. I've done that. I've been in that position. Right. Um, you know, not just with that specific issue, but with other with other things in life. You know, uh, you have the position to be a good Christian and give a homeless dude five bucks. Man. Or do you just keep, dri- stro- you know, just keep driving on? Yeah. Man, that, like that, you don't even see him. You know, that, <laughs> like I'm the, there's always that. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So 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 today you did a talk, man. Uh, we you know we at this man retreat, the lamplighters. Big shout out to the lamplighter. If you guys haven't know anything about lamplighter, man, give me a message. Uh, write it down on here, and we can definitely uh, let you know. Uh, but you did a talk today, man, about choices, man. Yeah. You know, and this you did really really well. Thank you. And. Uh, one thing about choices is that, uh, right, we, like, non-Christians, people who, you know, haven't accepted Christ yet, they want to blame God for everything, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, God, why yeah. you take this away? Why you do this to me? Or why you do that? Why am I going through this? They want to put the blame on somebody, and they usually want to blame God because he's all in control and stuff. But... Man, it's free will, it right? Is, it it's is free it's will. our choices, yeah. and we give the devil too much credit because we like, no, the the devil ain't God. He can't be everywhere at one time. So some of that stuff got to be from you. You know what yeah. I mean? So for you, why is this? Why was this talk just like so important for you? Well, I mean, I think that uh, for one, uh, you made me think of something too, and I loved it. Uh, you said that. Uh, we always, in essence, we like to always like blame shift. Yeah. And I, I find it interesting because that's a, that is not a new concept. I mean, that's ancient of days concept. Yeah. And we see it all the way back in Genesis three. Ain't that right? When, uh, at the fall of man and, and, and Adam, <laughs> Eve, yeah, Eve was tempted and ate the fruit, but Adam went, uh, God went to Adam hey. and said, what did you do? He said, oh, well, I, he shifted his blame because it was his responsibility to look after her. Man. And, and, and he shifted the blame completely. It's not, it was her. It was what this person you gave me. Yeah. Like, it's your yeah. fault. That's what it's they do. It's not my it? fault. It's your fault. <laughs> and, and, and so, um, you know, or, or, well, first he tried to say it was her fault, but then, he, then she tried to blame God, the, the devil, right? The devil, and yeah. so there's always blame shifting yep. happening. Yeah, every um, every way. So even even in that account, and so we see that all the way down through the lineage of humanity, and so that's ingrained into us. But I think for me, this talk choices, uh, and I even brought that out in my talk how I did that, how right. I shifted uh, all the bad things I did. I started to blame it on my father, right? Um, and because all the choices that he made, yeah, how they impacted me into making choices that impacted my life. Right, right. But I, I blame shifted it on, on just 
my father. Yeah. And I never wanted to take a, accountability for that. Man, that's um, that's deep right and, there, man. Um, yeah, and so it's the idea of it's the idea that choices are like ripples in the water or dominoes yep. and that one leads to another and um, you know it, just from one choice how it can um, ripple out life. like a like a ripple effect. Yeah. And um, and not just in our own lives but in others and others lives around us. Yeah. You got um, that right. And you know my my talk was was important to me because I've, you know, everything in my life is be, is because of choices. You right. Know, the, right. The you know I mentioned earlier we we almost had an abortion. Right. And God shut that down on us. Uh, we we chose man, that, to do it. Man. But you you said something at the end. You was like, you showed the picture of your wife and your kids, uh, and then you said, man, if I if I if we would have made that choice. I would have been as been the only one out there in the woods lonely, and I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah, you're right because you know your your choices does have a ripple effect, man. That was powerful, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and that, like that's the image I got when I when I was working on the t on the just prepping, you know. I just yeah. got this this image of ripples, and I and so I went with that and I uh, used that as like the dynamic of it, and um, man. You also had some nails, man. Tell me about that process because you actually went and like uh, created the nails that 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 they ha they hammered Jesus' arms with and his feet with. Like, what? Like when you was going through that, man. Like, how how did that make you feel knowing that, man? I'm making these nails as a representation of these nails were in Jesus. Like, how did that make you feel? I knew it had to be powerful. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. It really was. I think that um, the process in and of itself is violent. Um, you, you know, you take a piece of steel that's, it's steel. I mean, it's hard, right. as, it's hard as a rock. Harder than a rock, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's yep. freaking it's steel. It's hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so back then, they didn't really necessarily have the same kind of steel. They used iron, which is even more harder. It's more hard than steel. Right. Uh, stronger than steel. And um, they, the process though was exactly the same. We took the we took the steel, we put it in the forge, heated up to 1,200 degrees. Man. And today, uh, with modern technology, even um, heating it up to 1,200 degrees, it took a minute. Back then. You know, they had to use completely different method. They didn't have modern technology right, the way we do. Right. You know, they didn't have gas line plumbed into a forge. You know, they had to use fire. Yeah, right methods. Like, yeah, like something. different methods. Right. So there was a lot more work just to get the fire that hot. Yeah, um, that's sick. And right so uh, taking that steel, watching it go from cold to blazing hot, cherry red, 1,200 degrees. Right. Taking it out of the forge and using a hammer and banging this steel into shape of a nail and getting it sharp and blowing the head out for a nail head. I mean, it. the whole thing while I was doing it, it just made me think about whoever that man was who was doing that knew those nails were going to be used to crucify Jesus. Yeah knew what they were going to be used for. And I was in, I was sitting there banging on those nails, thinking about it. And it, it did start to bring tears to my eyes. It, right. it connected me with that historical account yeah. in a very real way. Um, knowing like whoever did this, 
knew they were going to be used to murder God. Right, right. I, That's heavy, bro. And that like, is to heavy. experience kind of what it was like to do that. I mean, it, literal sweat went into the man. process. Yeah, and it I took seen... me an hour to make one. Man, so you was there for about two hours. Longer than that. Wow. Uh, it was. I made three nails. It was probably the whole process total um, was probably about three hours and 15 minutes because we had to let some of them cool um, for a minute and then put them back in the forge and rework them a little Man. bit to get them how, you know, how we wanted them. But um, it, we were there all morning kind of right. hanging out with James. He was teaching us about blacksmithing and, you know, he gave us a good 25 minute crash course prior to that. And, um, you know, it, I had, I messed one nail up. So there was a, you know, the, the first one I messed up so i mean it once i started going i mean it, it was probably about three hours total man three hours man. 15 minutes something like that and that's 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 amazing man i i seen the videos and i can just see the passion on your face it was it, it was amazing i was touched by watching the videos man but uh it was something else that i wanted to ask you man um so yeah you said something about uh abortion mm -hmm. uh so did you end up getting that abortion no so you didn't get the abortion. no so what happened was we made the appointment and uh we drove to the clinic and it was shut down right so the way it worked back then was you'd call like a, uh just like a general center or whatever uh, like a call center right. and they would just schedule you at an appointment somewhere right and uh they scheduled us one but the one that was scheduled was closed man dude and we didn't so so hold on let me get this right you called these people and they say okay yeah you good to go this is the, the location, location gone the ahead, date go up there. yeah they gave so us a date and everything your mom y'all got in the car y'all you was honestly thinking that today is going to be the day that we have this abortion yeah you didn't know what was going to take place afterwards with you and in Tasha. my mind, we were going to go separate ways. We, we just decided we weren't going to, you know, do right, do, do with life, it, do life. And man, so that that's just amazing, man. Yeah. When you get there, it is boarded, closed it was boarded down. Up. There were boards in the window. Oh my God, that is like God is so good, man. Yeah, like, man. And like, but even in that, <laughs> I was like, no, man, we can just go to another one. But right. she was like, no. No, you know, she took it as a sign. She was like, I'm going to go through with this. You can choose whatever you want to do. Right. So, and so she the one that stops you or was you still wanting to get abortion? Well, I didn't want to force her, you know, right, I mean, that right. was that too. I wasn't going to, I couldn't force her ultimately. Right, it was right. her, ultimately it was her decision. Right. Um, but I wanted her to, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I totally Cause I was understand. just so black in my heart. Right. But god knew what was going to happen oh yeah he, he knows man you know and i so i just said okay i guess i'm just going to try to roll with it you know man and uh you know nine months later and 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 out of all that though before all that before my daughter was born um i was so afraid of becoming a father i started acting cowardly and that's when oh, i started running man. around with that girl yep you know I, thankfully I, I didn't act out you know, physically, right. but it was working there fast. Right. And, um, it never got to it. And God, again, that was another thing that God saved me from. Man. And 
Um, if it would have, it would have probably destroyed everything. Right. But right. Um, nine months later, flash forward, you know, I got called out on that like a month before we're supposed to have the baby. I got called out on that. Um, you was just going through it. It got exposed in my life. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a literal hell of my life, and um, it got, uh, it got exposed, and so obviously that threw her into turmoil. So much so, it actually she ended up getting. Um, um, preeclampsia, uh, blood poisoning, almost died giving birth. Ah, um, and, uh, the, uh, it just, yeah, it went, but that night when I held my daughter, um, it, God, was it worth it? God peeled back a curtain and started showing me like, I am real. Cause I was, I was doubting all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, he basically was like, he was just, I, I knew without a doubt in my mind, God was real when I held my daughter. Right, right. I just sensed it and felt it and knew it. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That was as far as it went. It took another three years until I actually got saved. Um, and then uh, we got married like a year after that. Man, that that's a good process, man. And because now, man, uh, you and your wife is like an example for people, man. You, you, you. Uh, I know a couple people, uh, well, one person I knew that went to your group uh, because you hold a Bible study, right? Yeah, yeah, um, we used to. Right. Yeah. And I knew one person that went there, and, you know, they was telling me that, uh, you know, how powerful it was to uh, be in the presence of you guys, man, uh, just seeing how you and uh, your wife, you know, communicate with each other. You know, that, that's kind of what happened to me, too, because Dave and uh, Sarah, um, I look, you know, it's crazy because Dave looks up to me, right? He tells me, man, I look up to you. And I'm like, dude, I look, look up, up to, to you. you. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't have no idea how much I learned from you. But being around that dude and watching him love on his wife, man, just gave me that much more off to do that yeah. you know what i'm saying and you was that to somebody man that that that's so how how is your relationship now is it is it good you love her you is is things going good yeah man overall <clears throat> things are going really well um you know i think you know we have our ups and downs and, you know and that's, as, that's, as any as any normal marriage yep. you know but i think if you don't have them, something wrong. Something's wrong. Something yeah. wrong. Yeah, you gotta you, check you, something. You're blind enough. You don't. You realize you, ain't you don't have something. Them. Yeah. 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 But I, th- <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, we love each other. At the end of the day, we, you know, we always try to let each other know if, you know, if we got in an argument or whatever the situation, uh, that we've forgiven each other. Something we've started doing pretty recently in our home is uh, if somebody messes up or. Even in the children have started doing this too, our kids, they, right. uh, which is so powerful to see them do, a uh, three-year-old and an 11-year-old. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody messes up in our home, we just say, I forgive you. Man, that's, that, that is powerful, it's, 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 that's Three words. That is powerful, right? man. And um, um, so even if it takes my wife or myself a couple of hours to say it. It, it gets done. It, it gets done, right. you know. And, right. and, <clears throat> that's that's huge i think um, that helps big time um you know there's still nights where 
we try not to go to bed angry, but sometimes it happens. It happens. Oh yeah. man. And um, oh man. And that's just being real, you yeah. know. And, yeah. Uh, I, I totally understand, yeah. boy. I think now my struggles now are more. Um, the, you know, when the devil realizes he can't get at us with a different way, he'll he'll sneak at us with another way. Another way, way yeah. And so for me lately, it's been more um, just um, overall. Uh, spiritual fullness and um, oh man that's a, and, and, man. And, how you been dealing with that like it's it's <sighs> tough because it, for me it, this lamplighter hit right on target yeah like dude like straight up and this is how God works too man because he knows he knows when you like he knows when we need him getting uh, man it, it, there for a minute I'm like man all right I'm reading my Bible with no passion yeah you know what I'm saying and it's like you know, and then the lamplighter, boom, and now we get the and I build think, again. I think, too, so for me, it was the, the being spiritually full or to phrase it differently, spiritually dried out, um, you know, even disconnected from the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, you know, and which I know for a fact over the past few weeks, um, up until last evening, um, I had this cloud, this black cloud. It's just like depression. Right. You know, I don't right. know how else to put it yeah. um, for no reason. Like, you know, and I was so blinded to realize it was the enemy attacking me. Because I'm overall, I mean, my life is pretty solid. I mean, right. I have no reason to be depressed. Right. You know? I've got three, right. two beautiful children, another one on the way, a beautiful wife, a, a great job. Right. A, a ministry that I serve in that I love. Right. You right. know, so there's no, what, where, what's the, what's the, what's the broke? Right. Right. And it, I think part of it was I realized I'm so busy trying to pour out to people. And I had nobody pouring in. And then also just, um, like you said, reading my daily plan, but just reading it to read it. Yeah. And not reading it to meet God. Yeah. Um, you know, and last night I had um, two amazingly uh, godly people uh, pray over me and um, pray for that depression to clear. And just this morning I woke up so... Refresh, refresh, clear mind, ready to be good. here. That's good. The Holy Spirit came, and um, I felt I had. A, I told, uh, I told one of our brothers. I said, uh, I had a family reunion with the Spirit last night. Hey, uh, that's 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 and, uh, awesome, man. I think about it. I just smile. So, like, you know, I feel that charge again, and I'm I'm ready. You know. So, but I think that's normal. Right. It you know? is normal. And we're actually normal. going through this when I was reading it um, as of early, the beginning of this week, I was reading um, in the book of Job. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm co- and and like, Job was doing everything right. Right. Like, well, <laughs> like why am I getting attacked? Like, yeah. what's going on? And like, I think that was it. Like, yeah. and it just, it clicked when I finished uh, the book on Wednesday. I finished the book of Job on Wednesday. I had, um, and it kind of resonated for me. And then I had them pray over me last night on Thursday. And um, it just, it clicked. It just, I was like, this man, is what's been happening. Man. So, so before, and I got to tell my wife that before I left, that was the last thing I said was like, ah, oh, man. You know, so she, she knew you was, you, she, you oh, was she, the kids knew even like my, it was a couple weeks ago, my daddy, or my, or my daddy, my uh, daughter asked daddy, why are you never happy anymore? Right. Right. Ah, oh, that got and that, sting that, right there. That, that I was like, okay, sting. I was like, something is wrong. Right. You know, yeah, and if my, if my daughter notices it, you that, know, something's that, up. Yeah, that got a sting. And I knew my wife knew. Right. And she does the sweetest thing where she'll just keep probing me gently. Yeah. But 
us as men, we think we're called to like, you know, be strong for our family. So we're not going to sit and go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm broken tore, right I'm now. Tore, I'm yeah. tore, I don't know what's going on. I don't, you know, and that's, we don't want to admit that. It's, it's still that, that, that shred of pride. Yeah. Um, and it's not satanic pride. It's, it's just overly spiritual pride, right. you know, yeah. um, yeah. we don't want to be, we don't want to show weakness to our family. Yeah. But I think we have to. Man, I, you um, know, my wife didn't help me with that a lot, man, because, uh, you know, she be like, she'll tell me, man, uh, you carry my problems. And this is what really makes me really happy because she truly understand because I'm like, man, you just don't know what I'm going through. Like, a lot of women, they don't know what their man's going through, but Man, we just don't carry our burden. We carry our wife's burden. We carry our kids' burden, what they're going through, if they're getting bullied on. And, you know, I got five, so I got a lot of burden. My yeah. son, definitely, he's been, like, acting up, you know, and my, my, my daughter's having trouble with her spelling, and, you know, she takes it serious, so it's bothering her. And then my other kid, you know, he ain't a believer. He's 18, and he want to do what he want to do. Then, you know, uh, Overall, it's just like, man, I carry all of this weight on me, and sometimes we got to pour it out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like a burden on us. And, and you know, we're like trying to carry our friends' burdens yeah. that we love and care about. And so it just, it's like, we're, it's too much burden. To I know, to right? And we got yeah. the help, man. We got, we got people, we got Christian people that help us. We got the Holy Spirit that help us, man. We, as men, just got to let it out. We got to put that pride aside. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, man, before we close out, man, uh, I want to talk to you about this. What do you, like, why is the gospel so important? Because I think a lot of churches don't key in on the gospel. And mm -hmm. the verse that keeps popping up to me is Romans 1.16, and it says, I am not ashamed, for the gospel is the power of God. Mm -hmm. The gospel changes lives. It yeah. is the power of God, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, man. So what's your thoughts on that? That is a big one. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, first and foremost, uh, we overthink church here in the Midwest. Um, I agree. I agree. And, and I think that, you know, um, I also believe that there's no, there's no such thing as a, uh, as, as a, uh, God seeking man. Right, right. But we have a man seeking God. Right, right. Um, I like that. I and, like uh, that. I, I think that, and what I mean by that is, and, and the evidence of that is look around. We, the world is filled with people who want, to, want everything but God. Yeah. And, and so, but God, no matter what, God wants us. Ain't and so that God right. seeks us. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so the whole idea of having the, the seeker friendly church, I think, is just broken. Um, we overthink that. We try to make it too comfortable. Yeah. Uh, we try to water things down. We try to make it uh, not offensive. And the I problem agree. with that is I the agree. gospel is offensive. It is. Because the gospel is a mirror. It shows you what's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's not to be judging or, you know, it's not, it's just in its nature is offensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so the emphasis on the gospel 
Um, and, the, and with the clarity of it being preached, I think is important because it's the only it's the only way that God changes people's hearts. It, it and, is, man. And I and I see we try other systems. We try to take the gospel and dress it up. We try to take the gospel and dress it down. We try to, yeah. you know, like yeah. just to get people in. Yeah. Maybe they get a taste of it and hope that they come back to like a, you know, a class or whatever where they they'll experience more of it. And 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 while I kind of get the idea of a wide-mouthed funnel, um, I think I'd rather just cast a small net and catch bigger fish. Yeah, man. You know, I, and I think. You know, uh, and that's the way Jesus did it. I mean, yeah. Um, and I just don't see any other way. I think culturally, the gospel's still relevant, um, and we don't need any of the flashy stuff. We and don't. I think that's why lamplighters are so powerful, uh, because people come here uh, where we have nothing. Everything's pop up. It's essentially, uh, you know, a pop up gospel. And, uh, you know, everything, they encounter the living God. Yeah, they and, do, man. And, and the gospel. Yeah. And they come out changed, changed yep. forever. I agree. And uh, whether you've been a Christian or you haven't, like, and, and the gospel, if it hasn't been presented to you and you've been a Christian your whole life, it will show you that you're not, like the mirror, it will show you that you're not doing things um, in, according, in accordance to the gospel. Right. And it will change you and empower your faith even more. Yeah. And I think that would happen in churches all across America if we just step up. Yeah. Um, we're going to see it more and more. We're going to see it falling away. But, you know, I think that um, pastors just get too caught up on the idea of corporate Getting church. People, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I call it Walmart church, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, um, McDonald's church. It's fast food. It's drive through, you know, and I just don't see that's not sufficient enough to to reach in and grab the heart, to grab the, the bitter roots in people's hearts and set them on fire. Um, I think, I agree. you know, and, I agree. Um, I'm really passionate about that area. I could talk about it all night. Yeah, I, um, I, I agree. It, there, there's a reason why God says, <clears throat> uh, if you want, if, if you want salvation, then you need to believe, but you need to confess. Yeah. There's a reason for that, the confession, because when you confess, you got to man up. You yeah. got to be like, man, this is what's wrong with me. And yeah. that's what the gospel do. It brings it brings the light all on the dark things that you try to hide. It's like, no, God is everywhere. You can't hide it. Now you have to deal with it and, 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 and fix it. And I think when we focus on dealing with those issues, man, the Christian life is a lot easier. Like, yeah. like. Man, I be going through storms and it don't even feel like storms. Like I be like, man, that's a storm. Like if I'd have had, if that would have happened to me ten years ago, oh, it would have been totally different. I, I probably, yeah, yeah, I probably would have been in jail or whatnot. Well, and I think too, like, the, like the Bible says, like, uh, you know, the word of God is like a, you know, it's like a two double-edged sword, right? Yeah. And it pierces to the heart of man. And I think that that's that sounds extreme. But in the silver lining of that is is the good news of the gospel. Right, right. And so, and, you know, it has to get uh, 
it has to hurt a little bit before it can heal. Yeah. You know, just like when you pour salt into a wound. Ooh. Um, it hurts, but it starts the healing process. Yeah. And, um, you know, I see the church in and of itself right now is an open wound and we yeah. need to pour that salt into it yeah. and revive that, that gospel message I'm telling you, and man. preach the word. And I think, you know, there are starting to be more uh, God focused or work God, sorry, uh, God's word focused churches, Bible focused churches out there, um, you know, where they're trying to just foster. I think the, the whole point of the church it should be to foster people's hearts for the word of God. Yeah, yeah. That's a pastor's job. Yeah. It's a quip. Yeah, that's and, it, because that's what, and, that's what discipleship, disciple making is. It's 100%. equipping people, man, uh, because that's what uh, Jesus in red, in, in, in red, red yeah. <laughs> he says, go out to all nations everywhere and make disciples, man. And, and we can't do that without these words. You cannot. You and can't. we can't dress them up as Christian TEDx yep, speaks, can't do it. Speak, speeches. We can't dress them up as, um, you know, like self-help, you know, can't whatever. You can't, we can't do it. You just, it doesn't work. It ain't no cheat sheet. You it, know what I mean? What it does is it creates comfortable <laughs> Christians. Yeah. It creates um, seat warmers. Yeah. And people that are not ready to get up and be active in the body. Yeah. And, and, and that's why you have your... Uh, stale churches, your churches with low growth or people leaving in droves who have been yeah. um, or can't get volunteers or whatever. And you hear, you hear, uh, you hear it more and more like, oh, I'm leaving this church because I don't feel fed. And, and it's, it's, yeah, it's our job to be in the word and stuff, but it's the pastor's job to feed. Yeah, it is. It Pastor is. means shepherd and shepherd feed sheep. Yeah. Hey, ain't that right? Any lead them. So he, I, he, he trained them. He I don't does. see any other. There's no other way around it. We can't, yeah. you know, if you're going to, if, if you're going to go the other approach, then start calling yourself a spiritual coach instead yeah. of a pastor. Hey, that's or, a good one right there. You know, or uh, whatever. <laughs> He's a spiritual coach. He ain't no pastor. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because, I like that. I like that. It just, there's just, yeah. there's no room for anything else. It demands that. It demands those results. Yeah. And, and we, I think pastors need to start taking that role heavier um, yeah, and more seriously. I agree. Too, so. Man, well, I'm going to wrap it up, man. I thank you for uh, taking this time, man, speaking with me, man. This really been a joy to me. Hopefully it been a joy to uh, our audience, man. And uh, this is the BNR ministry. Um, and like I said, man, if you guys want to support all, all we ask for you to do is share. That's, that's it. Uh, share it through your group message. If you got a life group, go ahead and send this to them, man. If you know somebody who's been dealing with uh, the things that we've been talking about today um, and, they, and they need some, some, some life, send them this, man. Post it on Facebook. Post it on Instagram. Let's get the word out there. Let's motivate people. And, hey, if y'all guys need prayer, my name is Ty Bernard. You can look me up on uh, Facebook. You can look up Cal Burnett. And, man, we will pray for you, like seriously. And most of you guys know me, so you can get contact with me, man. I'll meet you or whatever. Uh, and we got people that will meet you, man. Um, so 
that's that's what I encourage, man. If y'all want to support us, man, that's what that's what I ask for you guys to support us with. Any last words? No, man. I just want to say thank you for uh, inviting me on, and I just uh, I just hope and pray that this continues to uh, blossom and flower for you. This man, is a great project you're doing, it, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank man. You. All right, you guys have a good day.